So what's good, everybody? You know what time it is. That's right. It's time for our NFL props special right here at the Early Edge. We are powered by the almighty sports line every single week, every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. We bring you the best bets in the world of props. And my guys have been absolutely killing it. Now, here's what we do on this show. I need you all to pound that like button as usual. We get to 100 likes. I'll give away a year-long sub to Sportsline. Many of you already are members of Sportsline. Well, if you win, we'll give you an upgraded version of your membership. Everybody has a chance to win. I need you to leave your Twitter handle also in the comment section so we can get a hold of you. But pound that like button. Also, any questions you might have on any props that you like or you're looking at, put them in the comment section. We'll get to as many as we possibly can because, you know, I can throw anything to my guys and they are ready for it. So let's bring in the stars of the show. They have become absolute rock stars in the world of props. Now, the man right next to me, he has the newest, most famous cat in all of prop land. He is Alex, prop stars at the Twitter. Hello, Alex. Hey, coach. How's it going? What's up, Dave? I'm super excited. It's Friday. This is my favorite show of the week. I had a big night last night with the props and the Thursday night football. So, yeah, I'm ready to keep the momentum rolling and shop up props with you gentlemen. Oh, I'm glad that you mentioned that. It just exactly. Well, I just sat back for a second. How did you do last night on Thursday night football from early edge live? I did great. Yeah. I had three, and zero on official picks. Uh, oh. yeah. Two, and zero on the picks I gave out on oh. sports line, oh. got the total and the spread. Correct. Oh. So yeah, it was a, it was a good night. Oh. 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 It's just what he does. Cause he's a beast. <laughs> now, Dave Richard is a very unassuming beast as well, but don't let the very cool exterior fool you from fantasy football today. He is Mr. Dave Richard. Hello, Dave. Coach, what's up? Alex, what's up? I did not have nearly as much success with my prop bets. And we we do it on FFT and five. It's one of our little podcasts and it's a little podcast. It's five minutes long. I make a pick. I went with CJ Uzama under 21 and a half yards. It was over after his first catch. And of course, you guys know by now, he had 95 yards in the game. So I feel foolish, but I gave another prop on FFT on Thursday. LaVisca Chenault over four and a half catches. That one hit. If I had gone with that one and not said a damn thing about CJ Uzama, <laughs> I would have been a happy camper today. But the picks are what they are. The focus, as always, is to go 5-0 and with my props right here, right now. Well, I tell you what, the only thing you should feel foolish about is not watching our show yesterday because you would have banged like nine out of 10 because that's what yeah, we did. Tyler absolutely. Boyd. Boom. Uh, oh, best bet of the night. Did you not bet Dave Trevor Lawrence over 14 and a half rushing yards? That was over in the first quarter last night. That was our Look best bet of the night. Yep. Oh, my God, Dave. Even, even people we work with, we've got to teach them. You got to watch Early Edge Live. Come on. Were now. you on? Where were you on uh, Uzama, Alex? We we didn't have. I him. didn't have Uzama last night, Dave. But I was gonna actually just jump in, and I've been burned on Uzama this season already. <laughs> I called this over when it was like eighteen yards, I think, in week two. So I've been trepidatious okay. to mess with him. So I, I totally get the. Yeah, he's frustrating. Uh, it. No more Uzama. No more, no more Uzama. Bring him out, coach. He's <laughs> off of our fantasy teams. He's off the fantasy radar. He's off the prop radar. He's done. <laughs> He's done. He's done. He's he done. No Uzama. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, guys. We got several games to get to, uh, and we know we have less than an hour to do it. So let's jump right in. In the first game of the week, and the one thing, if you watch the show, that you learn you can never say is that game doesn't matter because. Those at the pay window, they never look at your ticket and go, oh, that's the Lions and the Bears. No, 
They just give you your cash. So that's how we treat every game equally. So we're going to go Lions and Bears. Bears are giving three, one Eastern on Sunday. Total sitting at 41 and a half. Dave, what do you like in this game? So I've spent a lot of time watching some crappy wide receivers on the Detroit Lions, and I'm trying to look and see if there's anybody that can be good for fantasy in the matchup against Chicago. And there really is. And it's still the running backs that are going to catch a lot of passes. TJ Hawkinson will as well. But a guy that we kind of liked in the preseason has started to fade a little bit in this passing game. And it's Amonra St. Brown, their rookie who had been their primary slot receiver in week one. He's down to playing 43% of the snaps in week three. He's not getting a lot of targets. Uh, Khalif Raymond has emerged as a player in this offense. He's playing a little bit more on the slot. He's faster than St. Brown, but neither of these guys are exactly catch magnets to say the least. <laughs> so the under of 23 and a half receiving yards for a Monroe St. Brown is something I'm eyeballing. And there's an extra bonus with it, guys. He's averaging 7.2 yards per catch this year as it is. And he's not a game breaker. Like he doesn't have the speed that even Cleve Raymond has. So he could catch even three passes in this game against the bears and still come under 23 and a half receiving yards, but he's not even playing half the snaps right now. He might be lucky to get two targets in the game. I think this one goes under a Monroe St. Brown total non-factor at minus 120. I love when they post numbers on non-factors. Like last night, we cashed on Joe Mixon, and it was like the easiest cash that we ever had. The under catches, the under receiving yards, the, he's just never used. And this feels like that same type of play for Detroit. I love unassuming guys that have over 20 yards on their prop. All right, let's move to a game now. I'm going to go a little bit out of order here so that it's not just Dave, 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 Dave. Although I love you, Dave. Uh, I hey, want to go I down to... <laughs> uh, I can get all my work done out of the way and I can just sit and listen to here. Okay, I'm going to put, no, you know, a no, couple we'll, units we'll, on this, a couple units on that. All well, right, no, we're going to go there. We're, <laughs> we'll go the way because I know the jeweler has graphics set up. But Alex, if you want to jump in on these, because I know the first four are basically all day, uh, you, you can. And maybe I'll throw in a couple from the comment section too. Next game, Browns and the Vikings. Browns minus two. Game in Minneapolis, one Eastern on Sunday. The total sitting at 51 and a half. You're looking at another offensive prop in this one. And Dave, I got to be honest with you. I have never been an Odell Beckham Jr. fan because he just doesn't show up enough for me. But what do you like in this game? Even when he was with the Giants, he didn't show up enough for you? Or is this like more recent? I'm saying playing guys? games. Like when he plays, he's fantastic. But okay. he doesn't play enough for me. Well, okay. Well, the good news is, is that he's playing enough for me and he's getting right <laughs> around a 30% target share from Baker Mayfield. That's good enough for him. And that's more important than anything else because that's the guy throwing him the football. I thought Odell in his first game back last week looked great. He was getting wide open against zone coverage. That's a sign of his speed being there. He's breaking in on his routes. He looked outstanding and he really should have had a hundred yards receiving in the game. And if that were the case, this prop would be much, much higher than it actually is. It's 65 and a half yards. And I think Odell goes over this easily. It's not even that much juice at 115. I think this one's a slam dunk. The Vikings have allowed a receiver. This is the top targeted receiver on every team they face this year to not only score, but get a hundred yards on top of it. Mm -hmm. And I know sometimes and maybe you think about the Browns and you think, well, they've got Nick Chubb and cream hunt and a great offensive line. Well, they're, they're putting up tons of points every single week. 
This is going to be a high-scoring game. Odell looks amazing. The secondary for Minnesota leaves a lot to be desired. The pass rush isn't that good. Everything is lined up for Odell Beckham to come through. And it, it doesn't have to be 100 yards. It doesn't have to be 80 yards. It doesn't have to be 65 yards. It can be 64. can't be 63. So as long as Odell's healthy and he still gets that good target share from Baker Mayfield, and I think it's a lock that he will, he's going to go over this number. This is my best bet, wait, wait, my best you- of the week. Let, just a second. I'll get to you. You just said it can be 63. It can be no, 64. No, I said it can't be 63. <laughs> cannot. You said it can. You said it can. 64 good. <laughs> no, but 64 is not good. It's a 65 well, oh, and a half. It? Oh, it's is it 65? Yes. 60, like I said, I don't know what you heard. 65, 64 bad. 63 bad. 65 bad. 66. There you go. There you go. I fixed it. I fixed it. There you go. I'm excited about Odell. Odell, just give us 150 yards. We'll call it even. It will be all good. It'll be all good. Alex, what do you got? I I love this prop as well. When I was looking at Dave's props, this was my favorite one. The Somos made my list. Yeah, I was also extremely encouraged by Odell last week. He hadn't even received any contact in practice coming into that game. He looked explosive. He looked like pre-injury Odell. Um, Yeah, they don't have any other viable receiving options. No Jarvis Landry. They didn't even have a lot of depth previously. Now they have almost none. Um, Yeah, they don't really have pass catching tight ends. Um, So, yeah, I love Odell. This is an amazing matchup. The Vikings have been spinning the ball. They've been putting up a ton of points, playing at a really uh, frenetic high pace. So, yeah, I think this checks every box as well. I love this prop. Very good. It's always nice when you got prop stars backing up your play. Uh, YouTube question. Uh, we already talked about the Lions game. Jared Goff under 22 and a half completions is a play they want to know. Do you like that, Alex, or not? Under are the numbers at 22 and a half? They're going under. I'm personally leaning. Um, I would actually lean over here, even though I'm not. It doesn't necessarily being going over on this prop doesn't necessarily correlate to being high on golf. I'm just expecting a lot of short throws because he doesn't drive the ball downfield. He dinks and dunks. Dave mentioned he targets his running backs and tight ends. So that basically results in a lot of volume passing and he's an accurate passer of the ball because his average depth of target is shallow. So yeah, I would actually lean over if I had to choose, I wouldn't play this under. If I was looking at unders for him, I'd look at his total yards before I'd look at his completions. All right. Very good. Uh, Back to your OBJ, Dave. YouTube question. Uh, You talk about the yards. What about the over four and a half catches? Would you like that, Dave? I would like that as well. Uh, What's the juice on that? That's my question. It's it's like only minus 110, I believe. Is it? Okay. So you can take your pick between the yards or the catches. I would imagine that he can get to five catches in the game as well. He had five okay. catches last week. I think he had nine targets. And yeah, I yeah. expect this to be a much more friendly matchup with the Vikings who have just been airing the ball out a ton. And yeah, just keeping up with them. Kirk Cousins has been phenomenal. Their passing attack has been excellent. So yeah, they're going to have to play catch up, in my opinion, awesome. or at least keep up. Okay. Uh, why don't you guys do, you know, I never ask people to do this. If you're going to put in uh, a play that you're going to, that you're going to make or you want to make, uh, give me the juice that you have from whatever uh, book that you're doing. Cause that'll really help Dave and, and Alex on whether or not they would play it at that juice. Cause juice, as you know, we've learned from M squared. It matters. It matters long-term, especially when you play every single day and you play a bunch of different plays. So it absolutely matters. Uh, so all right, guys. If I yeah. could just say one thing, the, yes. and this is why I asked about the juice. If you can get mm-hmm. over four and a half at 110, 115, I'm good mm-hmm. with that. On Caesar Sportsbook, I'm looking at it right now. Odell is at minus 145. 
So I would much rather take the Odell yardage prop, save the money on the juice than the one on the receptions. Great call. Great call. Uh, All right. Ding, 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 ding. While we wait on a sounder for our winners, then you just have to rely on me going ding, 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 ding. ding, 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 ding. (laughs) Believe me, it's very, very annoying because we have so many great fans, Dave, that watch the show. We've gotten to 100 likes. So here is our first winner of the day at Trevor Winset 34 at Trevor Winset 34. Uh, you have won a year long sub to Sportsline. Welcome to the family. The jeweler will reach out to you on social media and give you all the details. If you want to be considered, leave your Twitter handle in the comment section. Hit that like button. That's how the jeweler decides and picks out of a hat. All right, let's move on to our next game. So many good questions so far. Keep them coming. All right, Titans giving six and a half at New York. Jets, one Eastern, total sitting on 42. And a lot of people don't realize that this is a bet you can make. Dave, talk to me. I I was really curious to hear how you would lead us up to this one, Coach. (laughs) Because this is is something we we don't talk about kickers enough. That's right. That's right. one One of the very simple stats that I track from week to week is how many field goal attempts a team allows, and I, I'm using the word allows loosely. It's not like, oh, please come kick your field goals against us. It's just how it ends up being. Each of the last two weeks, two of the first three weeks of the season, the Jets have allowed at least four field goal attempts in each game. And here come the Titans without potentially their top two receivers. We know A.J. Brown's not going to play. Julio, if he plays, isn't going to be 100%. By the time you listen to this, you may already know that Julio's ruled out. I just don't know mm-hmm. as we sit here. Friday afternoon when we're recording the podcast. I think that there's plenty of opportunities for Tennessee to drive into the red zone against the Jets, but I'm also a little worried about them finishing those drives without good receivers to go with. Not to mention the fact that there could be some quick change turnovers from the Jets offense that give the Titans set up inside the 30, inside the 20, and they stall out. They have to kick a field goal. Here comes Randy Bullock. In all of his glory, when you think great kickers, you will think of Randy Bullock <laughs> moving forward. The over on his field goals made is 1.5. It does stand at minus 150. You cannot get around the juice on this one, but he's already made five of six field goals this year. The Jets allow a ton of field goals. I'm just lining it up. I think the juice coach is worth the it's squeeze. Worth Randy the Bullock score. will nail two field goals and come through. For everybody in fantasy. Oh, that feels so good. You did your homework. <laughs> uh, really, really nice. I like that one a lot. I really do. I think the fact that the Jets turn the ball over a lot is a great point because anytime you get a short field, uh, it might be three and out, but you're still right there to kick a field goal. So uh, that's a great point by you. Let's stay in that game. YouTube question. Ryan Tannehill. Let's go to you, Alex. Over 15 and a half rush yards. Your thoughts on that prop? Um, yeah, I think probably without, uh, yeah, if Julio and AJ Brown are ruled out, they're going to have to be creative with ways they generate offense. Um, yeah, the Jets play a lot of man defense as we saw last night with Trevor Lawrence versus the Bengals. We saw how effective he was running the ball, similar concept. So yeah, I lean over on this. We have a very important question from hyper bark. He wants to know what's the juice on someone puking on the live stream. Now we would normally never show this question because it would be somebody just being stupid. This person is not being stupid. It actually happened this morning live on this program. 
If you haven't watched it yet, it may be the funniest thing that I've ever been a part of, certainly on the early edge. Uh, Matty Severance dog had issues and was behind him. Didn't realize it. He was giving his picks and he was throwing up almost the entire time. He was he not was a fan of the, of the picks. No, he, clearly he was not a fan of the picks. It made him physically ill to hear Matt Severance give his picks out. If you haven't watched it, I encourage you to go back and watch it on the morning show. It was way, way, way too much. Way too much. All right, next game. And this is a game that a lot of people have their eyes on because you've got a couple of teams that are one and two. A couple of teams that felt like this year in their division, they would be doing something. Certainly the Chiefs have Super Bowl aspirations at one and two. Eagles, NFC East could be one at nine and eight. Who knows? I think Dallas will be much better than that. But Chiefs are giving seven on the road. Total sitting at 54 and a half. And Dave, very, very, very risky for you to take anybody on the Eagles side of the football unless they're playing the Chiefs defense. Talk to me. So you already know about Kansas City's defense and how oh. suspect that they might be. And especially against the Chargers last week, it didn't quite work out for them. I'm sorry about week three for you, Coach. It's okay. It's uh, okay. I know I'm plenty of Chargers over. fans that, that are not very sorry <laughs> yeah, about that. I know that. One of the things that we saw, and this, this really is a lot more to do with Philadelphia than it does about Kansas City, is that Zach Ertz is starting to get a little bit more involved in the passing game. His his He's run a pass route on – 97% of his route on his snaps last week. Let me give that again, because wow. I think I just, wow. butchered. he plays X amount of snaps on those X mm -hmm. amount of snaps. He's running around 97% of the time. Think of okay. him as a passing downs tight end. Okay. In fantasy, we talk about passing downs, running backs, the guys that are going to play on third down. Well, here's a short area guy that's being made available to Jalen hurts as much as possible. And hurts needs it. Because they, they need to scheme stuff up for him. He can't just drop back and scan a defense and make a throw. All right. He, he got he got picked off on one of those throws last week. Ertz had nothing to do with it. So Ertz is running more routes. And the over-under is two and a half catches. So just alone, all Zach Ertz has to do is catch three balls. He did that last week. He's certainly playing in a position where he can catch a lot of passes. But here's the best part. It's plus 110. Oh. You get a little bit of odds in your favor to go with Zach Ertz to catch three footballs in a game, by the way, against the Chiefs that I don't think the Eagles are going to be able to run a whole lot in. They didn't run a whole lot last week. I'm thinking Miles Sanders, maybe around 12, 14 carries. I think Jalen Hurts will get maybe six or seven carries. Everything else is going to the air. They're chasing the scoreboard and they're mm -hmm. not connecting deep. So those short throws to Zach Ertz are going to add up and it'll help you win this prop bet. I think this sale's over. Alex, what do you got, pal? Yeah, I, I like that a lot, Dave. Yeah, I, the Eagles run a ton of uh, two tight ends as well um, with Dallas Goddard and Ertz. So, yeah, Ertz is on the field. He's running a lot of routes, as Dave mentioned. Um, yeah, and he's a safety blanket for Hertz. Hertz has been looking at the middle of the field a lot. I think Gabe's, game script is going to play a factor. I think the Chiefs are going to get up big, and they're going to have to throw to keep up. So, yeah, I like this prop as well. Can I uh, add a little, of, a little side of course, car on? Of course. Maybe perhaps a sprinkle, if you will. You can get Ertz to score a touchdown in this game at plus 440. I know he scored last week, and he kind of feels like you're chasing a little bit. But if you're going to go all in on Ertz, I think those odds are pretty dang good. Yeah, and we love anytime touchdown odds here on the show. We love we love first touchdown odds. We love it because it's just fun. We don't always think every pick has to be a serious pick. You can have fun. That's what this is supposed to be. Uh, Kelsey. His reception prop is up to seven 
and a half. Alex, is this now gone too high? Yes and no. I gave it out at six and a half actually on Twitter a few days ago. Um, I think it's accurately set at seven and a half. I do think he's going to absolutely just get open in the middle of the Eagles defense as much as they want. They historically just struggle covering tight ends. So yeah, I think um, he's going to have a huge day. The question will be, are they going to be in a position in the second half where they're going to have to target him a lot because the Eagles are keeping up in the game or Mm -hmm. are the Chiefs going to be up three scores and kind of relying a little more on Clyde Edward Solaire. So that would be kind of my, I'm apprehensive at seven and a half. I loved it at six and a half, but yeah, at seven and a half, I think it's accurately set. So I personally stay away. Did did we talk about this exact same line last week? We did. did. I I think Alex said the same thing last week is that if you can get it below seven and a half, you're good. And he had seven catches in the game, but anything, anything higher than six and a half, I think you got to take a step back. You, you, you really have to, it, it, whether it's Kelsey, Dave, or Devontae Adams with Green Bay, there's just certain uh, receivers in the league that you have, they have to set the market at seven and a half, because if you don't, seven catches for them is almost automatic, but then getting an eight, nine, and 10 can be a little, little scary. So that seven and a half number is, as Alex said, is, is, is right on. Uh, before we get away from the Chiefs, uh, I feel like this is going to be a week where Patrick Mahomes puts his foot down. As much as I love him as my quarterback, I think sometimes he's too loosey-goosey, and we saw that last week with really key interceptions in really bad times of the game and inside the red zone. I think he flips the script, and he wants to go bananas this week. How do we feel about his props, touchdowns over two and a half, uh, yardage, all this kind of stuff. How are we bullish on Patrick Mahomes this week? Either one of you can jump in if you want to. I'm bullish. Yeah. I think Good. the Eagles defense isn't going to offer anything. And I agree. They're one and two at this point. They've lost games. They shouldn't have lost from kind of getting cute and running the ball when they shouldn't have been. And just, yeah, not kind of stepping on their throat. That's kind of been an MO with Andy Reed dating back to even when he was the coach of the Eagles and with Donovan McNabb and stuff, they wouldn't close games. So yeah, I think Mahomes is going to be uh, motivated to put this game out of reach and be aggressive in doing so. So yeah, I'm bullish on him this week. I, I don't know if I'm quite as bullish. I, I, I write down a bunch of props that I like, and then I start researching them. The ones I really love are the ones that I bring to you guys. Mahomes over two and a half touchdowns at minus 120 caught my eye. I think that's good. Mahomes under 37 and a half pass attempts caught my eye. It's at minus 125, so a little juicy Lucy, but I think that there is a chance that they do try and like involve the run game a little bit more and not necessarily let Patrick Mahomes go crazy. I definitely don't think that this is the type of matchup where Mahomes is going to have to throw 35, 40 times. I think he goes under uh, that one. But the one other line that I noticed, it's actually two lines in one. You can adjust the spread in this game on Caesar Sportsbook any way you want. You can make it as high or as low as you want. I kind of feel like... I think I feel the way you feel overall about the Chiefs. Like they get back to business, defense play better, and they win this game going away. You can get Kansas City laying 12 and a half points at plus 180. So almost two to one, wow. uh, calling your shot on the Chiefs blowing out Philadelphia. And maybe you're not so sure about that. You can also take Kansas City laying only five and a half, and that's at minus 145. I wow. kind of like the idea of doing both of those bets going a lot heavier on the five and a half. There you go. And then having a little bit of an extra boost if they do indeed blow out Philadelphia, which I do think is on the table. 
All right. That is a really, really smart way. And there's a lot of new viewers that we have as well that come to the show. That's kind of next level. All right. So if you're going, what did he just talk about? Trust me, it's a simple process if you bet all the time. But if you don't really understand, basically, he's he's saying there's a chance to have a middle and you can have alternate lines is kind of what they're called. You could take it up to whatever and you could place it between six and 12. And if it goes over to 13, then you wouldn't went on both. So it's not um, exactly, a, it's not exactly a middle. You can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can I know, as I said, it, had to go, it has to go over the 13. You're right. Right. But. So, so the first thing you, you, you lay one forty five. chiefs win by six, you're good on that bet. And then right. if the chiefs just happen, you know, let's say maybe they're up seven in the fourth quarter, two minutes to play and Hertz throws a pick six. Well, now oh, you're in big business that'd because be, that'd be be winning by two yeah. scores and you're covering that second line. Yeah, I should have said you're not going to lose any juice instead of middle. That that's what I should have said. Because you'd break even because it's plus one eighty. Uh, I love that though. I love that a little next level. I love the education, the entertainment. You know, I'm all all about that. All right, let's move on. If we, if we talk Bucks Patriots, I got something else that'll catch uh, your I'm going to hold that for the end. That's that's my Shangri La. That's my last game of the show. So we're going to get to that in a second. Uh, okay. All right, our next game: Ravens and the Broncos. Broncos coming in at three and zero. The Ravens have had some late game heroics as well. They could easily be 0 and 3, but yet they are 2 and 1. So, the number right around Pickham, there's still some news out there about Lamar Jackson having back issues but missing practice, but they said he st- should be good for the game on Sunday a late start at 425. The total at 45. Alex, something you're targeting in this game, maybe a guy that not everybody knows about. Talk to me. Yeah, coach. This is, in my opinion, one of the most underrated receivers in the NFL. It's Tim Patrick over 42 and a half receiving yards. Tim Patrick is six foot four. He displays, he wins with exceptional body control. He catches passes near the sideline. He's extremely efficient. Um, After Jerry Judy went down, Patrick was inserted into the starting lineup and he's had eight catches for 135 yards just in the last two games. Um, And both of those games came where the Broncos were up huge and just running the ball um, at halftime. So yeah, that was not even a remotely positive game script, which I'm expecting this week versus Baltimore because I expect this game to be competitive. Um, Yeah, they played the Jets where they were just up big and the Giants Mm -hmm. again where they were just up big and running the ball. So it really wasn't necessary to um, for Teddy Bridgewater to even throw the ball very much in the second half. Um, There's also some additional targets uh, up for grabs in Denver's offense. KJ Hamler was just uh, placed on uh, injured reserve. I mentioned Jerry Judy's also out. So yeah, he Baltimore's defense has their uh, their secondary. Excuse me, their secondary has been awful this year. They have been struggling. They're allowing 314 passing yards per game. That's the third most in the NFL. They have multiple okay. injuries. They're missing Marcus Peters. Um, yeah, P- Patrick has just been ultra reliable for Teddy Bridgewater. Um, he's had 13 targets. He's caught 12 of those for catches. That type of efficiency is extremely impressive. What's even more impressive is that his average depth of target is deep. I think it's around uh, 12 yards. So he's running his routes down the field and being hyper-efficient doing so. That is just not something you often see. So yeah, this guy is a very good receiver. I expect him to see a bump in targets. I expect this game to be competitive, so I'm expecting... Bridgewater to throw in the second half and this number is just way too low. So yeah, I would play this up to maybe 52 and a half yards. Um, yeah, this is one of my favorite props of the week. 
Uh, sometimes I am blown away at the things that you uncover to handicap a game. I mean, who thinks to look for depth of target on adding receiving yards? I mean, it's crazy. I just, I'm blown away sometimes by your analysis. I really, really am. Uh, all right. Now, next game on the board. And oh, by the way, uh, YouTube question before you get away from that Melvin Gordon over 12 and a half rushing attempts. He, since leaving, you know, the Chargers, he was even the last couple of years for the Chargers, they started using Austin Eckler a lot more than Melvin Gordon. How do we feel about this number this week, guys, at minus 110 and the under is set at minus 120? Uh, I'm nervous. Uh, We've seen the Broncos really use Gordon in an almost 50-50 type of tandem with Javante Williams. And while the secondary for Baltimore, they've been playing poorly because they've been ravaged by injuries. I I think their front seven can still get the job done. And if this is going to be a competitive game, that means that there's going to be a little bit more of Teddy Bridgewater passing. Uh, The only way that he gets over this type of number is if they're running the ball 30 to 32 times, something in that neighborhood, maybe a little less coach, if I'm being honest, but I I think it's just, it's just not worth taking the chance on, even though like he's been over it two or three games. These are blowout wins that the Broncos have had there. Mm -hmm. This is not going to be one of those games. I agree with Dave. Go ahead, Alex. Yeah, I agree with Dave. If you like this over, you're assuming um, that the Broncos are going to be up big on um, Baltimore, which I'm personally not. And yeah, he's getting a lot of his carries in the second half when they're just running clock out. And uh, yeah, they've got a multiple touchdown score lead against bad opposition. So yeah, I, and also Dave mentioned with Javante Williams in the backfield, they're basically in like an even timeshare. So yeah, I think this number is too high. Dave, hold on a second. Let, Uh as to give an alternative, and I'm trying to look it up as fast as I possibly can. I got fat fingers. You know that I'm. <laughs> I hate that. I, hate I, that uh, I, I want to know what Javante Williams' over under carry number is. Because if that's significantly lower than Melvin Gordon's, hey, I just got done saying that these guys are splitting nearly 50 50. It's probably a better bet to take over on Javante Williams' attempts than Melvin Gordon's attempts. If you can afford me about 15 seconds, I think I'll be able I, to. I bet the jeweler will looking- have. While Dave's looking, I will say they're also using Gordon uh, exclusive, not exclusive. Well, yeah, exclusively as far as uh, the pass game is concerned. Javante Williams isn't running any routes. Melvin Gordon has been their third down and receiving back and he's in on pass protection. So, yeah, he's also so it would I would also air that Javante Williams would have more carries because of Gordon's role in the passing game. It would likely be that, you know, that would offset by Javante having more carries. Caesars is currently not listing either prop, which is interesting. That is weird. That is weird. Uh, I'm convinced. Sorry, I was going to say, I've noticed with Williams, they've been putting his props out, uh, especially his rushing attempts, like late Saturday, early Sunday. That's been a trend for the last couple of weeks. So just something you have to pay close attention to. Yeah, his rushing attempts haven't come out until a couple hours before kickoff. Okay, we tell you all the time at home, uh, hopefully you have your paper and your pencil to write down all of these different names that we talk about because they're not official plays on the show, but the information is gold for you to use Sunday morning when you're getting all your props in if you can't get them in uh, Friday or Saturday. Uh, YouTube question on a... Yes, go ahead, Dave. I, I Just quick breaking news. Earlier, I wasn't yep. sure if Julio Jones was going to play. 
Okay. It has been announced that he is out for Sunday. Okay, so he's officially out of the Titans game. That's good for the Randy Bullock prop, but it's Boom. bad for anybody that has Ryan Tannehill in fantasy. <laughs> yeah, be very, very careful. Uh, sorry, may want to bench him. Who knows? But they still are playing the Jets. They're still playing the Jets. Um, we have a question on a Matt Ryan prop under uh, 273 and a half passing yards. They're playing the Giants this week. Anybody on Matty Ice? He was on Dave. my list. He was on my list of under, but my under okay. number was two sixty-two and a half. What? What did you say his over/under was? Coach? Well, it's for, well, no, it's from a comment in the YouTube comments, so it may take it as a grain of salt. They have yeah. two seventy-three and a half. He's playing so the number they play, right? He's playing the Washington football team. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, why did I have in my head they're playing the Giants? They played last week, the Giants. Yeah, yeah, yeah They yeah, played yeah. the Giants yeah. last week. Yeah. This week it's Washington. I, I think Washington bounces back here eventually. I think that their defense is too good to be viewed as as one that's just falling apart and can't fix itself. I think that mm-hmm. the Athletic actually did a great story about where the breakdowns have been. It's been in the back seven of that defense, not so much the front four. And what I've noticed when I've watched film on Matt Ryan is that he sees that defenses are either playing heavy zone coverage against him or they're getting in his face because his offensive line can't protect him. And he's dinking and dunking. He's doing what Alex Smith did. He's just looking to just get rid of the ball as quick as he can. That's how Cordero Patterson has become a thing in fantasy and in prop bets, by the way. I think Cordero Patterson has some interesting prop bets this week. Just didn't make my top five. Neither did Matt Ryan's passing yardage under 262 and a half make my top five but it's on the list. And I don't think he gets to even 250 yards in this game. <laughs> Alex. Yeah, I agree completely. I think this is a bounce back spot for the Washington football team. I think their defense has been underperforming. I was really high on them coming into the year. They have not performed up to expectations. This is a get right spot for that defense. The Falcons offensive line has been absolutely dismal. We know how much talent is in Washington's front seven. Yeah. Matt Ryan. I've watched every snap. He looks cooked to me. He's just not, the same Matt Ryan that we're used to not having Julio opposite of Calvin Ridley is really hurting that offense. So yeah, I am not high whatsoever on the Falcons pass catchers, Matt Ryan. Yeah. The offensive line looks bad. I expect Washington to dominate the line of scrimmage and to really make his life miserable. So yeah, I like the under on this. Love it. So we're leaning under, we would lean under on Calvin Ridley's numbers too, because they could double team him. So it's all correlated together, uh, but play the under on Matty Ice. I'm going to put one that for in. You, coach. I got, Give it to me. I got Ridley out, I think on Tuesday or Wednesday at 85 and a half receiving yards under. He's now down to 73 and a half. Last I checked, it moved 12 oh, yards great. after I called it. Dave, you don't know. Do you not know that th- this happens all the time? Alex will give a play out and instantly either it's taken off the board or it goes down or up, depending on which one he gave out. It's crazy. It's crazy. I, I don't I won't believe he's a prop god. I, I don't you're not gonna ever make me believe that they don't do it by watching the show. It, ha- it absolutely happens. All right, we gotta move on. 20 more likes to get to 200. Let's pound that like button. For those of you that don't know, take the comments down. Hit the like button and bring the comments right back up and keep talking to us in the comment section. Always leave your Twitter handle so we can put your name into the hat to give away our year-long subs, which are invaluable. There is no price on it. It's the best value in all of sports betting, and it's not even close. Okay, we've got three more games to get to. Cardinals-Rams. This is a battle of the unbeatens. Okay, 3-0, 3-0. 
but the Rams will look much, much better in my opinion than the Cardinals have. They're laying four, four or five Eastern as a kick total sitting at 54 and a half. Alex, you got something in this game. Talk to me. I do. Yeah. I want to shout out. Someone tipped me off on this in the DMs. I believe he's a sports line subscriber. So yeah, I keep my DMs open because people give me tips all the time and I really appreciate it. So shout out to the sports line subscriber who actually tipped me off on this play and it's Max Williams <laughs> over 18 and a half receiving yards. He's gone over in two or three games to start the season. He had a seven catch 94 yard performance in week two versus Minnesota. Obviously we don't need 94 yards to go over 19 yards last year. Arizona tight ends averaged four and a half receptions and 46 yards per game. Dan Arnold has left for just was recently traded to Jacksonville since Dan Arnold left Max has received received a hundred percent of the tight end targets the last two weeks and has been on the field for 77% of the snaps. This game projects to be very high scoring and has a 54 and a half point total. Um, yeah. And I'm expecting Murray to look elsewhere because obviously we know about Jalen Ramsey in the Rams secondary Darius Williams as well is also a very underrated corner. The Rams have a tremendous uh, group of defensive backs and the Rams defense this season has been an absolute funnel for tight ends. Tight ends have been extremely productive against the Rams. They're giving up 79 yards per game to the tight end position fourth fourth worst in the nfl and yeah they've just uh not been good so yeah this is such a low number that he can catch one or two passes go over 19 yards i know he's only the fourth or fifth option in the passing game but he's going to be open in the middle of the field the rams are willing to allow uh yeah the the, the way schematically the rams defense operates they're allowing these uh, routes to be open so yeah i love this prop over 18 and a half receiving yards when you talk about funneling to a position, it's just, I love when you talk dirty to me. I just love when you talk about funneling to a position. By the way, uh, it scares me a little bit that I know that your DMs are always open. So that scares me just a little bit. Dave, Dave does that give you pause that we know Alex's know DMs are open? I don't know what kind of pictures Alex gets in his DM. <laughs> Hopefully it's people. We don't want to know. Cash. <laughs> We don't want to know. Yeah, we get a lot of pictures of, I got of, of winning tickets. Yeah. So, someone sent me yesterday, a Sportsline subscriber actually sent me a picture of a bear because he sees my bear in the background. Isn't that uh, someone? Someone sent me a picture of him hunting a bear. <laughs> You're like, thank so you very I'm much. I don't, I don't know Corey, why you sent that. Sportsline it. subscriber. <laughs> as Shout long as they're a subscriber, we'll take him. Yeah, we'll take him. Otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> otherwise we won't. Uh, I mean, all I'm, right. I'm, hold on. I've got questions about the DMs. I've got questions about the bear in the background. I've got all kinds of questions here. I'll save them. That's going to be in the in the post show. That's going to be in the Instagram live chat after the show is over. <laughs> okay. All right. Moving on. We've got a couple games to get to as we are about 45 minutes in. It goes by so fast because we have so much fun. Be sure to uh, continue to pound that like button. Let me give away two more year-long subs before the end of the show. All right. Now, Raiders and the Chargers. Again, two really good teams. The Raiders have been doing it with good offense, Derek Carr and all that. The Chargers have looked good too, beating the Chiefs last week in Arrowhead that really put a spotlight on them this week. They're laying three. This is Sunday, uh, excuse me, Monday night. The total is 52 and a half. Alex, you have another one in here on a player that plays much bigger than his stature. He sure does, Coach. And I believe this was your favorite prop that I gave out last week. And I believe this yes. also won cash in the first half very easily. So, yeah, I love this. I cannot believe this opened at this number. It's Austin Eckler, over 34 and a half receiving yards. Just tremendous value. <laughs> Way too low of a number. After a season opener where Eckler inexplicably had zero targets, everything came back to normal. Uh, the versatile back had 15 catches for 113 yards and one touchdown over his last two games. 
He's gone over this total in 10 of his last 13 regular season games, dating back to last season. That's a 77% hit, hit rate. Um, if you total up all of his yards last year and this year, and he was injury plagued last year too, he's averaging over 40 reception yards per game. The previous season, he averaged 65 reception yards per game. So he is just an unbelievable dual threat option. Uh, yeah, he'll face a Raiders team that ranks in the middle of the pack in most defensive categories but has really just struggled defending the middle of the field. That is where Eckler thrives. That is where he is a mismatch. Um, the Los Angeles currently ranks fifth in passing attempts per game. The Raiders rank second in passing attempts per game. So this just appears to be a very uh, offense-centric, high-volume passing game. I expect Eckler to have a very large target share, to be one of the focal points of the offense. He's a huge mismatch for, for opposing linebackers. He's tremendous. Yeah, I love him out of the backfield. I think he's one of the best receiving backs in all of football. This number is 10 yards too low. It's it's amazing how they haven't adjusted or figured out that this is this number is just way too low. And then you look at Eckler's reception prop, and it's four and a half. And to go over, you've got to lay 130. Man, I wouldn't go near that one with, with your money, coach. I would run <laughs> right to this one with Eckler and his yards. And there's another one in the same game. I didn't give this one in my top five. But holy moly, Derek Carr's thrown for over 375 yards in every game so far this year. Yep. Why is his player prop at 281 and a half yards? I, I don't think the Chargers pass defense is that good. It's not. It's and not. The Raiders don't run the ball either. So, yeah, well, there, there's talk play. that Josh Jacobs could play this week, but I don't think that's going to suddenly open up the floodgates and they're going to run the ball 35. I mean, they've times. had so much success with him throwing, right? I mean, they got to keep it going. So, that's yeah. another prop I like. But the Eckler prop is one of the most obvious and wonderful, beautiful, sexy props that's out there. <laughs> I'm going to make a prediction because this is Monday night. So we're just getting early value because this game hasn't been scrutinized like the way that Sunday games has, as far as, you know, everyone's looking at props from Sunday games. This game is kind of like people start to pay attention to this. Like once Sunday comes around, sure. I predict that this goes over 45. Like the closing line on this will be when we do our Monday night kickoff show will be well over 45 yards. They're getting wow, at what, 34 what? and a half is tremendous bargain look at you teasing ahead to our monday show i don't even have to tell people we're on you i mean you're becoming a, a a triple threat you're not just a dual threat anymore you're a triple threat and by the way i've noticed something about you when i watch you that brent musburger when i used to work with him at, at espn we used to to gauge how he would talk by how excited he would get or what he would bet by how excited he would get so if it was a touchdown early in the game he'd be, ah there's gonna be a lot of points scored today we knew he had bet the over and if like he had bet against the team, oh no, he I don't think he's it. Oh, you knew he'd bet against that team. When you get super excited about a prop, you really get going. That's what I know. I gotta bang that prop two or three times. When you really get excited, I can tell. That's just it's like when I look at chocolate cake. I get excited, <laughs> right? That's how you look at a prop. It's like I, how I look at chocolate cake. Uh all right. We got one more game to get to. And I believe we just surpassed. 200 likes. So we're going to have two to give away here in a moment, but everybody's talking about this game and guys, there's sometimes there are games in sports that just, you want to sit back and see how it all is going to play out. Rarely do you have the opportunity to watch the greatest player of ever leave his team, go to another team and the other team becomes a super bowl contender and champion. It never happens. 
but it's happening right now. We have the Bucks on the road, laying six. I can't believe this number is not over seven at this point uh, against the Patriots. Eight twenty Eastern on Sunday night. I think it's going to be the highest-rated Sunday night game ever. The total sitting at forty-nine. I know you both have plays in this one, Dave. Let's start with you. First of all, I, I think there's a lot of screwy things going on with this line. Why you you said you don't think it, it, you can't believe it's not seven? Why isn't it like ten? Or 12? I know why I don't are know. we giving the Patriots so much credit, and why is all the money coming in on Tampa Bay, and the line isn't really adjusting that much? It mm-hmm. makes me wonder a little bit, Coach, if the odds makers want us to put their money on Tampa Bay, which is why when I looked at the props for this game. I only looked at the Patriots because I figured that their numbers were a little bit depressed and all the numbers, because everybody's going to look at the player props for the Bucs and those numbers are going to be a little bit inflated. And I don't know what they know, what the odds makers know. I don't know that stuff, but they've got to know something. So I only looked at the Patriots player props. And the one that I liked the best was one that I started researching during the game last week when Jonu Smith was dropping passes left and right in this passing game for the New England Patriots, and he eventually got put on the bench in the second half, and it was Hunter Henry who ran routes on 75% of his week three snaps. That was a season high for him. He was a great pass catcher with the Chargers. Everybody remembers that. I think he's going to be a full-time player in this game for Mac Jones, and he's going to be an easy target for him. Tampa Bay's already allowed at least 40 receiving yards to a tight end in every game this season. The player prop for Hunter Henry is just 28 and a half receiving yards. It might be a little ugly, and it might end up being a little bit closer than we want it to be, but I think Hunter Henry ends up getting right around 30 to 35 yards at a minimum in this game against the Bucks. that the Patriots are either, I, I don't think they're going to be able to slow down the Tampa Bay offense, which means that they're going to have to find ways to put points on the board. I think this is one of the ways that they move the chains is by leaning on Hunter Henry, a big reliable target that matches up fairly well against the linebackers and safeties that the Bucks are going to put on them. Yeah, just a brief little, you don't have to dive deep like Dave just did to see that Hunter Henry, this number is, I think it's probably eight to 10 yards short. I really do. It should be somewhere around 35. Uh, I love that you found this number. Pound it whenever your book allows you to pound it. Now, Alex, I know you got two plays in this same game. Talk to me. Yeah. So, yeah, sticking with the Patriot Pats catchers, I agree with a lot of what Dave said. I think they have some value. Yeah, my one of my favorite players in the NFL, this guy to me is one of the most underrated receivers in football. It's Jacoby Myers. Um, it's over. It's presently at 61 and a half receiving yards. I got it out on Twitter a few days ago at 58 and a half. I still think it's playable at 61 and a half or 62 and a half, which is why I'm giving it to you guys now. I absolutely love Jacoby Myers. He is the slot receiver in this Patriot offense. We look back historically how productive those players are dating back to Wes Welker, um, Julian Edelman. He is just a long line. Uh, We know schematically they just run high percentage routes in this New England offense. Mac Jones has a rapport with him. He's led the Patriots in targets for three straight games. Um, He's coming off of his first real high volume game of the season, turning 14 targets into nine catches and 94 yards last week Get the Saints. James White, I think, is out for the season. He's out for this game. And he was second on the team in targets, which would create even more opportunities for the Patriots uh, slot receiver and Mac Jones' security blanket. That also probably will trickle down to Hunter Henry as well. 
He'll face a Bucks defense that ranks 32nd out of 32 teams in passing yards allowed per game. That's 338 yards per game. The Bucks secondary is not only playing poorly, but they're missing multiple starters. Another one of their starting corners, Jamel Dean, got injured last week. He's unlikely to suit up. They signed Richard Sherman, but he's not expected to play this week. We all know that Tampa Bay's rush defense is elite. Not only are they elite, but opposing teams don't even attempt to run the ball against them. It's not even in the game plan. Um, they average the fourth fewest rushing attempts per game opponents playing uh, Tampa Bay. So, yeah, teams are just looking to pass the ball. They have to pass the ball to keep up. I think game script is going to play a big factor. I think the uh, Bucks are going to roll and Mac Jones is going to have to air out the uh, uh, the air the football out to keep up. So yeah, I love this prop. I have him projected for over 70 yards. And yeah, this is one of my favorite props wow. of the week. Wow. Um, yeah. The last prop that I'm on is on the other side of the football. It's our old friend, Antonio Brown yeah. over 45 and a half receiving yards. But this number is just too low. All of the attention this weekend is rightfully going to be on Tom's return to Foxborough. Also, you have the Gronk returning as well. But I brought this up last night. This is also a reunion and somewhat of a oh, win yes! for yeah. Antonio Brown. He has one game when Tom Brady has been campaigning for this guy to you know join him and brought him to Tampa, as we know. So, yeah, he played a game in New England. I think he's going to be up for this. Um, yeah, then Brady again to campaign for him to join in Tampa Bay. It's been a successful reclamation project. Also, Brown looks healthy to me. He had a huge week one debut. We all saw it on Thursday night against the Cowboys. I think he was over 100 yards in the first half. Uh, week two was a disappointment versus the Falcons, but they frankly just didn't need him against the Falcons. His receiving prop was also a lot higher that week. So, yeah, his number is only 45 and a half. He doesn't need a lot of targets. He's also a very explosive deep threat option, so he can turn one catch into a 45-yard uh, touchdown. Hey, Alex, let, let me jump in real quick because because I want to kind of take you in a different direction. So six people straight in the comment section are saying their number is now 49 and a half or 50 and a half at DraftKings or BetMGM. How high would you take this up to? And I apologize for interrupting you. You're good, Coach. Yeah, no worries at all. Up to 52 and a half, up to 53 and a half. I'm comfortable playing okay. it. But cool. yeah, I'm fine with it at that number. Um, yeah, so Jeff Brown has just looked healthy. He looks close to being the Antonio Brown that we remember just being one of the more dominant receivers in NFL history. Um, yeah, I just expect Brady to hook up with his mercurial favorite reclamation project. I love that he just like seems like he needs to get this guy the ball. And yeah, Gronk's dinged up, may not play, hasn't been practicing. Doesn't matter to me, though. I know that Brady is going to get this guy five or six targets and he's going to turn it into over 50 yards receiving. So yeah, I love this prop. The thing about Tom Brady is that he has an incredible knack of allowing those that really need to be petty and have payback to do that. So I really feel like he's sitting around this week going, okay, how can we focus on a B and let him shine? Then Gronk, if he's not hurt, let him shine. I feel like Tom Brady is petty enough to take time to do that. Dave, do you feel like I'm right or not right? I think you're right for sure. And that's why I, I almost gave the prop of Tom Brady over two and a half passing touchdowns at plus 120. Again, a line that seems a Fishy. little funny. Yes, it like, does. Who in the world wouldn't want to do that? Because you think <laughs> Tom Brady's going to go into Foxborough. 
you want to talk about Petty, he, you're talking about him doing things to get other players touchdowns. How about giving himself some love <laughs> in this <laughs> matchup against his former coach? Don't you, don't you think he wants to stick it to Belichick just a little bit? No question. Touchdowns and you're getting odds on it? I, I kind of like that, but I just I see that line and I go, well, it feels a little too good to be true. And I see the Tampa Bay minus seven line and I go, well, that feels a little too good to be true. And that's when my wheels start turning and I go, yep. all right, there's probably something going on that I'm not realizing, but this odds makers do. But just in case, I can't believe I'm going to say these words in oh, order no. coming out of my mouth. Just in case the odds makers are wrong. What did you I just did do? Up, I did look up what the alternate lines would be if you wanted to take Tampa Bay as a blowout winner. Okay. Tampa Bay <laughs> what minus do you got? Nine and a half plus okay. 120. So if they win by 10 or more, plus 120. Okay. Tampa Bay wins by 17 or more, that's plus 270. Tampa Bay wins by more than 20 and a half. All right, 21 point win, a 42-20 okay. game. What is plus it? 450. You got to so, be some kind of a degenerate to bet that. Yeah. Dave, well, are you going to bet that? I, my name's Dave. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness it might be worth a sprinkle it might be worth a sprinkle you know it's especially by then and we we talk all the time on the sunday night show seven to eight eastern time we have the countdown to sunday night football and we'll be all over this game but sometimes if you've won during the day dave these type of bets are fun to make with with house money i i think it's fun yeah. i really do you know, if you've won during the, and if they play all the props you and Alex just gave out, how can they not win by Sunday sure. night? I mean, come on, sure. come on. God, this is so much fun. Uh, all right. We got to as many as we possibly could. Now that was an hour. That's hard to believe. And you guys stuck with us the entire way. So here are the two winners of two year long subs to sports line at Vinny underscore Ellerson and at Kyle P. Smoot. At Vinny underscore Ellerson and at Kyle P. Smoot, uh, the jeweler will reach out to you on social media. Whenever you guys play with us, perfect parlay contest or in the comments trying to win, always leave your Twitter handle so we can get a hold of you. All right, jeweler, I need my recap screen, please. These are official plays given out today by my main Dave Richard and prop stars. We'll start with Dave Odell Beckham over 65 and a half receiving yards. Zach Ertz over two and a half receptions. Hunter Henry now with the Patriots over 28 and a half receiving yards. And Randy Bullock, always fun to root for field goals over one and a half field goals made of minus 150. And then Amon Ra St. Brown under 23 and a half receiving yards for the Detroit Lions and prop stars is on these five Max Williams over 18 and a half receiving yards. Tim Patrick, the most underrated receiver that they have in Denver. Then Jacoby Myers over 61 and a half receiving yards. If you notice, there's a theme Antonio Brown over Austin Eckler over because I've told my guys, we don't do unders here very much. So there's a lot of hours a day. It's just no fun route for unders unless it's an absolute lock. That's just how I feel. I, I know it's stupid, but that's how I feel. I hate unders. I Coach, hate unders. You took that under last night. They suckered me into it. And you won. I, I, I had to teach him a lesson. Sometimes as the man who runs this show, I have to teach my guys a lesson. I don't like to do it. It's not fun for me, but sometimes it's got to be done. And that's what I did last night. I drop kicked him back to where he came from, Nashville, Tennessee. All right, boys, I like to close out every single show with 30-second takes on what you're most looking forward to or advice for the audience at home. Dave, let's start with you. 
I always get nervous when we do too many overs, but the Odell Beckham over at 65 and a half yards is really my favorite one of the week. I think Beckham looked great last week. I think he keeps it rolling, which should be a high scoring game. Remember, we need 66 yards. That's good. 65 <laughs> yards. Bad. <laughs> the most confusing part of the entire show right there. 64. Good. Really? It's over 65. No, that would be bad. That would be bad. That would be bad. Uh, Alex, bring bring us home, Alex. Yeah, I I, touch on what we were talking about earlier. You you may see two 0-3 or 1-2 teams playing against each other, and that game may seem meaningless. But at the same time, some of those games sometimes are my favorite games to look at because they're getting the least amount of scrutiny by the odds makers, and you can just find some tremendous values and props. So like games that have a ton of exposure, a ton of eyes on them, a ton of people betting them, the market is going to react to that accordingly and a lot of the value won't be available by the time you're going to bet it whereas these other games that are being underlooked not not even people are betting them is where you can find a lot of really good value so yeah i look at those games before i actually look at the really chalky type games that everyone's on so look at everything translation exactly look at every game as if it's the same across the board every game matters in the world of sports betting it just does great advice from prop stars all right we've reached the end of the show and thank goodness everybody's healthy we're walking away we're good it's all good only one thing left you've got your marching orders let's take all of these tickets it feels good this week feels really really good straight to the pay window for my man, Dave Richard from fantasy football today. Make sure you check them out on Sunday, the best fantasy show. And it's not close. And my man prop stars always bringing the heat with his props every single Friday, right here on the show. Then he joins us on Sunday and Monday as well for the entire team and the jeweler who puts it all together here at the brand. I am the coach. Tell your friends, the only daily sports betting show of record is the early edge. Good luck. Good luck.